Polywanna Podcast is a collection of stories, opinions, and perspectives about polyamory and the polyamorous lifestyle. I'm Britt Vosicek. I'm the host of Polywanna Podcast. I'm not a professional counselor, nor am I a professional polyamorous person. The voices you hear, including the host, offer their subjective interpretations and don't intend to convince you or shame you. We're just letting you into our vulnerable and complicated little worlds. Brought to you by the Mockingbird Network. host Britt Vasacek. Thank you to the Mockingbird Network for hosting us, to the Houston Polyamorous Organization for sponsoring us, and to Jay Walker Coaching for providing us with services. Go check that all out online. Today I'm here with my guest, Kendall Seymour. Yay, that's me. Hey. Hey. We used to live together. Mm-hmm. We have been friends before. Yeah. We did shows together. And then the chapter of that life turned to a different page. Yeah. For and a bit. Now, now we're on a podcast together. Yeah. It's like, it happens. Yeah. That's basically our us in a nutshell is weird situations. I think that this is the first time I've had someone on the podcast about polyamory who is monogamous. Yeah. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. That's me. Uh-huh. I added weird dynamic. So tell me about your experience with ethical non-monogamy or non-monogamy or polyamory. Um, cause it's good. So, cause it's good. <laughs> Um, so I was in a serious relationship about a year ago, um, that just wasn't kind of fulfilling either of us. We didn't really have time, the time for each other that we wanted to commit. Um, so we looked into like non-monogamy and tried to do that for a bit. Um, and he just wasn't about it and didn't really ever, couldn't really ever understand someone else taking my time, even though he didn't have the time to give me, um, which could have been solved by like not having a relationship with that person anymore, but things are easier said than done. Mm. Um, and since then I've tried open relationships with other people and, and delved into being in relationships with couples and things like that, that, but it's, it's never, it, it's never, I think I would like it to be my cup of tea, but it's just not. And it's nice in theory to me, but I, it's not something that I think I'm emotionally capable of, but in some circumstances, I guess I could be. Yeah, that's really why I wanted to have you on is because I think out of all the mono people I know, you've ex- like you really tried. Like yeah. you explored it so much. Oh, for sure, yeah. And what and will continue probably. Um, but I feel like the relationships I really go the people I I can't date other poly people apparently. Like I can't find someone that also wants to be in non-monogamous situations, which is stupid because then I like end up being like, "Well, I want to have sex with a thousand people and that just never is. Do you want to have sex with other people? I don't know. Cause then it's Sometimes. like kind of, but then typically like if I, I've been in several non-monogamous relationships this year and every, and coming from a place of monogamy to non-monogamy and every time it's like, okay, well like let's open up and explore. I just like end up falling in love with someone else or something. Mm. Like it's just like, it, it always ends up in another monogamous situation that like takes away from my situation with my current partner, which isn't fair and like, isn't right. But then again, I don't know. It's like a weird, it's, it's strange, but in theory and in like my brain and my heart, I'm like, yes, I want to love all of the people, but yeah, those aren't the kind of people I fall for for some reason. It is a nice idea to mm-hmm. love all the people. And it also like, it also monogamy. I'm typically in like serious romantic relationships with men, but I'm definitely not straight. So for me, it's like if monogamy doesn't, really work for me either because then I'm giving up an entire side of my sexuality with women Mm -hmm. and that's like shitty but I'm not going to be like 
well, I'm going to fuck girls because that's different because that's not true at all. So it's like monogamy limits me, but also... Have you heard the term one penis policy? Yes. <laughs> Where they Basically. like... Yeah. But I don't like that. But I'm also, like, like, you don't have to like make it a rule for it to be like an accident. Like we just happen to be a one penis policy couple, you know? Yeah, but it's like, it's, I just like don't... If I'm going to if I'm gonna do monogamy, I want it to be... Mm-hmm. Like I want that to be my focus. Well, you do. You make sacrifices like, either way. You know what I mean? Like yeah. You sacrifice your future. You sacrifice your time. Yeah. You know, a little bit of life your, plans. Yeah. Yeah. And so one of the sacrifices is also I can't fuck girls now. Yeah, but it's like it's that a part of my sexuality that I don't want to express mm. because then it's just you're yeah you're suppressing like an entire side and that's like a side of myself that I discovered within the last like two years and so that's like super new and if I'm going to be in a relationship with someone like in a monogamous relationship with a man, like that takes that away. Yeah. And that explore exploration yeah. of it. But I'm kind of like fucked over a little bit, like with girls. Cause I like fell in love with a girl and she didn't love me back. And it was really sad. So yeah. I've had a lot of trouble opening up to women. Mm-hmm. I'm working on it in therapy. Cause okay. of like, I would like, like I have this weird grandma thing. Cause of the person I was raised by. Yeah. And so like, I've been kind of like figuring out like, Oh, I don't trust women. Cause I think this is the truth of women. Yeah. It's so, like, yeah. I can fuck a girl, but getting a romantically and like emotionally invested in a woman, like has a lot of walls up for me. I think girls don't like me for Aww. some reason. I like, like you. I think, well, I know, I know you like me, but like the, so like the first girl I fell in love with was like totally not about it. And I was just like obsessed with her. And I eventually, I drunkenly told her one time and she was just like, Oh, it's like, what yeah basically and I was like wait why and then shortly after that I got into a relationship with someone and was like exclusive with them and then she was like oh my god that's cuddle and I was like don't do this to me don't hurt me like that and it just like destroyed me so now I'm kind of traumatized (laughs) but how many men have done that to me so that's kind of not fair either yeah that's true but it is when you make yourself vulnerable like that with a close friend yeah that's what I've noticed it's like if I'm already friends with a girl and then I'm like in love with her I'm like I can't be friends with you anymore. I gotta go. Yeah, it's like, bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Which shouldn't be like that because I feel like that's all how all of my relationships with men start. Well, like as friendships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. easier with heteronormative relationships because that, it's more widely accepted. There's all these rules around it. No There's one's yelling at you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this established relationship that you started with and you were exploring polyamory, was it a situation where you wanted it and he didn't, or like you guys agreed to it and then it didn't work out? We agreed to it and then it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Um, he was very less about, I was invested emotionally into somebody with someone else. Um, because like the person that I was in a relationship with, um, the serious relationship, we can call him Tom, Tom. Yeah. So Tom, like just was working a ton and didn't have a ton of time to like dedicate to me. Um, I never saw him. I'd sleep alone every night. Like it sucked. It was like the loneliest I've ever felt while being like committed to someone. So I started seeing someone else that like had time for me would like spend the night with me and we'd eat pizza in bed and like things like that. Which is a huge thing for you. Yeah, exactly. That's like a need you have. Yeah, totally. Like be with me. Yeah. And like, just like be with me in bed. Let's hang out at home and, he just started and but he's at work like mm-hmm. tom didn't didn't have time for that or like didn't want to make time i'd rather say um and it and then he just got jealous of the person that was making time for me and but like wasn't seeking out anybody for himself and like mm. i think he agreed to it on the terms that like he's like oh okay i can explore that too and then never did and that caused a riff mm. so it's like i found someone pretty that i continued dating after me and tom split up um mm-hmm. 
and he like never did and then it like caused jealousy in him and he could never get down with like he'd be like oh i slept with someone and i'd be like holy shit that sounds great like how was it like were boobs great like that's that was my first thought i had no like thought of like was she better than me like it didn't even cross my mind and i'd be like oh my god i slept with someone and he'd be like i don't want to hear about it at all Mm. which wasn't the terms we agreed on. So basically we, we set terms to our relationship that we agreed on and he didn't want to end up falling through with him. And we split up, um, largely because of that, mm-hmm. which sucks, yeah. but man, that's such rough. life. But yeah. that's, just, I mean, that's not the first time I've heard a story similar to that. Yeah. And I don't want to like paint all the genders with the same brush, but it just seems to be that like sometimes women have an easier time dating yeah yeah you know what i mean and so that rough patch that dudes go through especially if they're not putting effort into it and they're dealing with self-worth issues Mm -hmm. like it can really slow it down and if that consumes them you know and i've seen i i have some friends in a relationship right now that um they go back and forth between uh one of my friends wants very badly to like explore dating other people and being in a relationship in polyamory and this person is poly and your partner doesn't want to do that but it's okay having sex with other people Mm. so like that like one of them wants to sleep with other people and the other one wants to date other people and they don't understand like the opposite they're like i don't want you to just have meaningless sex with people and the other person's like i don't want you to just like date people and like they just can't ever click but uh the girl in that relationship is the one that's like i'm fine dating other people but i don't want you just meaninglessly banging women Mm. and he's like i don't want you dating other people but like im fine with you having meaningless sex but wow. it, and it just like doesn't ever yeah but it does yeah. seem to be a yeah i don't want to be gender specific either but it does seem to always like come back to mm-hmm. men's worth in emotional capabilities and necessities and yeah maybe we women's. should cut guys some slack and let them care for themselves and feel good about themselves yeah yeah and explore their mental health i'm seeing a guy right now who's seeing a woman who's okay with meaningless sex but not emotional intimacy yeah and that's the first time i've really encountered that yeah but it does it goes to show it does happen yeah it's probably more common than we think it is probably um but that's been really difficult because like i am so into poly for the feelings you know yes totally same And and theoretically and we were talking about this in the car earlier theoretically I am the most poly person I know. You're very poly-brained. Yes, I've entirely. I'm not jealous at all. Mm-hmm. If, and I like, it also makes it weird in situations where people are like, someone, someone's so cheated on me. And I'm like, oh, that sucks. I'm sorry that they went against the boundaries of your relationship. But in my, in my real feelings, in my head, I like have no, if someone cheated on me, I don't, like, I think I'd be like, how was it? <laughs> like, I'd want to know. Like, I just, it wouldn't cross my mind as, like, this betrayal, even though it would be. Yeah. It would just, like, I'd be like, oh, well, that's new. I like, guess that's the thing we're doing. Yeah, also, like, fuck you for lying, but at the same time, mm-hmm. well, well, let's do it, whatever. Like, what's her name? Like, that, that yeah. would be my first instinct. I have no, I didn't know I wasn't a jealous person until I, like, decided not to be, I guess. Yeah. But I, I have, it doesn't even exist in my brain. Yeah. Period. It's, and I'm sure that's hard. I, I imagine that a lot of listeners probably resonate with like wanting to be poly and not quite clicking with it. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. Um, but like the jealousy part is normally the part that gets in the way. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. No. And I like, don't know what my thing is. <laughs> I think it's just the kind of people that I'm attracted to are people that are like, I want just you forever. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, wait, what? Um, my, one of my, like, the last people I dated said to me one time we were walking down the street really casually and he was like, um, what would happen if we fell in love with other people? And my gut reaction was 
that would be great. Like, what? What do you mean? That's great. It's great that we love each other now. It would be amazing if you found someone that could love you better. It'd be amazing if I found someone that I like feel could love me better than you. What would be the problem there? And it like, it kind of clicked for me. I'm like, oh, you don't actually love me. You love the idea of me and you love being with me. But like when it comes down to how you feel about me and how you feel about my happiness and my own like worth, it's you want mm-hmm. to be the only person that loves me. Yeah. That's even if me. someone else yeah. could do it better. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then I ended I ended up ending that relationship because I wanted to explore something with someone else. And I just like and he and he ended up seeing someone else too. And my first thought was like, I'm so glad that you are happy now. Like I'm so glad that you have someone else that can provide things for you that I you can't. I wonder and he's if he just, feels the same way. Oh, of course not. He's <laughs> furious. Furious every day for at me for it. But it's like that just makes so much more, of course. Yeah. I want someone to love you more than I ever could. Mm-hmm. I want to be the person that loves you best, but if I can't like you deserve better, like mm-hmm. period, that's it. It's simple. That's so sweet. Yeah. Theoretically, but yeah. like not <laughs> in, in practice. Like yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. It's traumatic and turbulent. Yeah. So since ending that relationship when you were like, okay, let's see if we can make this work with like a poly thing. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, yeah. Oh, turns out we can't. Yeah. Then what happened to your relationships moving forward? How did that look? I mean, I flew off the handle <laughs> dating wise. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. So, you know, I was like, yeah, I flew off That's the not motherfucking how I handle. Describes it, but really? Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I totally flew off the handle and wanted to date as many people and sleep with as many people as I could, which mm-hmm. is like kind of gross now thinking back. I'm like, ew. That's a lot. That was a long few months there. I think fondly on the years when I, years, yeah. well, maybe years. Okay, let's see. Yeah. The years that I was, um, I'm like 11, but I was like, <laughs> you know, sleeping around just because like I wanted to try what it was like to be that way. You yeah, know, I like, hated it, I think. I don't think I want to do it anymore. Yeah, I'm over it. I think you'll, I think when you're at my age... What are you looking? You're younger Brit's, than me. Brit's ten months older than me. Yeah, ten months from now, you're really gonna you're look really back. Gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no. It's a learning experience. It's really exciting. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. It was. It was a lot. It was a lot to handle. When mm. I very fondly, I was the last. It was the. I think it was a sell your body show um, at Rec Room. The day I got, I like, I did like eight shots of Jack Daniels like after the show do you not remember that Mm-mm. i think you went home with that i think you left me there um i just got trashed and realized when i got home i realized that there was someone in my bed and i like had to like walk out of my room and like close my door and walk out of my house and like Wait, go through my phone the last sell your body show. not the last sell your body show this was like last August. oh when we were doing sad cats mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay it was one of those i would just like um one show that i don't we know did i think together. i told a story naked or something oh yeah 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 it was like bad uh, but I had to walk out of my house and like go through my phone really quickly, like drunk as shit, trying to figure out who was in my bed. <laughs> wow. I like invited someone to my bed and I was like, it was exhausting to keep track of. Yeah. Like the, it was insane. It was wow. a lot to, it was a lot to keep track of. I never want to be having sex with that many people again. I don't want to go all counselor on you, but like, what was that? Like wanting where did to, that come from? Wanting to just like not be alone. Pe- uh, no. Cause I think. I think I enjoy being alone, but I think I just wanted to, if I was going to go all full slut, I wanted to do it all out. Mm, okay. I think that was like genuinely the thing is like, well, I'm not in a committed relationship anymore. Let's party. Like, and then that lasted for probably like four or five months. And then I was like over it. Do you think like outside judgment fueled that fire? Outside judgment of 
like when do you feel like when people like look down on sluttiness oh totally it was totally like i'm a slut and i'm owning it and then i was like wait do i actually want to be a slut or do you just make me want to do it to piss you off kind of thing and also i came from like a super christian community where i was like like for example whenever i was i was like 16 and this uh I was in youth group and I had been dating this guy in my youth group. We were great friends and I like let him touch my vagina one time, like (laughs) on a playground. It was real cool. It was really sweet and it was wonderful. And like we both consented to it and it made us both feel good. And I like touched his dick. It was great. We were 16. And then he told everyone in my youth group that I had like, I was the, what is it? What's the Bible? It's like, if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. He like told me that. And then he was like, so you're my right hand. So I'm cutting you off. Like you caused me to stumble. So I'm Ah. not going to see you anymore because you have a vagina or something. I don't know. Like, how dare you? He told everyone in my youth group and I got in a lot of trouble with like youth group staff for like letting this guy touch my vagina. And he like didn't get into any trouble, but he like told it. So I was being told what to do with my body for yeah. like having a say in what happens. Um, and so I think I just like wanted to be like, look, Hey, I can do this. Like mm-hmm. I can let you touch my body and I can let you touch my body and I get to make those choices for myself and you don't get to. And I think that fueled a lot of it too. Yeah. So that was like the majority of my upbringing. How interesting. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of that one time I do a joke about it when I was a victim of statutory rape in the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, I'm, Are we all, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Um, and it just, the way that I was treated after that, you know, yeah. even though, I mean, in that situation, it's a little different. Cause I was like, I was, you know, younger and I didn't yeah. really know any better, but I still had this feeling of like, you know, well, I get to, you know, do what I want. And it just didn't feel like I got really any sympathy for yeah. something that was, yeah. situ- and so I was like, okay, well, fuck you guys. Or you I also, know? I was also, um, I was sexually assaulted by a guy that I went to church with. Uh, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, I remember telling um, you want to call him out or what? I'm just kidding. Know. No names. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No names. I have like in smaller circles and everyone's always like, what? And I'm like, yeah, okay. You didn't know. That's hilarious. that You didn't think that you was capable of that. Wow. Um, but I told my friends like shortly after I was like, I didn't want to do that. And they were like, yeah, but like, I mean, you were making out with him. Oh, and I was God. like, well, wait. And this is like baby Kendall. I'm like 17, 17 or 18 at this point. And for, so for like a year or two after I was just like, maybe, I yeah, did. I mean, yeah. And then I realized, oh no, I was horrified of what he would, he was huge, like way bigger than me, like baseball, football player. Um, and I was horrified that if I had like said no, he would have done it anyways. So I just kind of let him assault me. And I finally got to a point, um, where I like admitted it and the, to myself and I messaged one of my friends that I had told about it, um, that had been like, no, I mean, you consented. And I was like, Hey, I know it's been two years, but like, I didn't consent to that at all. And she was like, okay, yeah, I get that now as an adult. I get, mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry that I like said that. Also and that consent culture has been a little amplified. Oh, totally. Oh, totally. Then. Even outside, even like in the church and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for sharing that with the podcast. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's sensitive and sweet and important. Oh. Yeah, and totally important. Yeah, but it's but I think that's where a lot of like my like sexual freedom and like desiring that came from is like suppression inside of religion, which is ridiculous. I guess now yeah. thinking back on it, I do remember like a desire to consent. Yes, know? when I was trying to like reclaim my body after mm-hmm. a rape, like I was like never again. But then I was like, okay, well I'm gonna go get it and I'm gonna want it. I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly how I felt. But I mean, I can't really. I like I. It was so freeing. Mm-hmm. Like I don't imagine that I would have healed 
in the way that I have, it would have been different. It would have looked different, but I'd be a different person. Yeah. So like, I'm glad I healed that way. Yeah, me too. Um, but yeah, I think that's, I think that fueled a lot of like my like slutty dumb of 2016 is Mm -hmm. like just the need to be like, Oh, I get to control this now that I'm also not religious and also not in the serious relationship. Yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. It was neato. It was a neato time. Did you have, you were, so you were like open relationship Did you have a bunch of threesomes? Were you dating couples, you said? Um, I, how many threesomes did I had? Um, quite a few. Uh, no, I like, I saw some people that were in relationships. I was oh, like okay. seeing some people that were in relationships. I wish I had dated couples. That seems fun. Mm-hmm. But also not at the same time. I think that would be a lot. Speaking from experience, you're exactly right. Yeah. It's like, that seems more difficult because then no one's brain works like mine, essentially, like I said earlier. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, I don't want to get into things that I don't understand. I, I guess don't anymore. do couples anymore. Cause yeah, like I, I was in one really great couple and I was like fucking in love. And then the guy was like super like controlling and like mm-hmm. a sociopath and abusive to his partner. And I didn't and know. You're like watching it and you're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. And I was like, are you, am I in this relationship? So you guys can like not talk about how you're treating each other right now. Yeah. You know? Cause that's icky. Yeah. It was super yeah. sad. And so since then I'm just like, when, maybe when I have the emotional capacity, we'll revisit that. But right now, like hard, no, no couples. Yeah. 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 No. Um, I think, hmm, let me think about it. I there, and there are some, still some people that like, if I'm single, they're in relationships. If I'm single, like, I'll like see them on the side. Open like, invitation to yeah, to kind of over. yeah, yeah. No, yeah, exactly. Which is nice, and they're cool. And I also like see it in other friends that I have. Like, I have a friend that's dating a couple right now, and they just like treat her like a queen, and she's loving it. And she's just like, oh my god, you guys just love me together. That's the sweetest thing ever. And I think I would like something like that. But there's so many risks to like mm-hmm. doing that. There's that I mean that's like a big that could go real bad real quick. And then I would hate to feel responsible for the lack. And I see that in like the first, the person that I dated when I was in that serious relationship, when we like tried to be open, um, like that dude felt horrible, horrible. And I think that's like a reason we stopped, a, a big reason we stopped dating is because he just like couldn't get over like Tom. Yeah. No, Tom, not Tom. The guy I was dating whenever I was with Tom. Oh, okay. The guy you, dating, okay. I think did not like could not get down with like you're someone's like you are someone's and you're never going to be mine and like i can't yeah that was you are someone's oh my god kind of yeah and i was like well that's kind of fucked up but he i think he meant it in the sense of like you're never gonna be here every night you're never going to be my because i don't i can't like i in all these open relationships with a bunch of mono people and like he couldn't he couldn't be like i can't take you on vacation i can't introduce you to my family because you are someone's and like uh, you are someone else's and like I was like well shit that sucks for you I guess like I I don't I can't fix that for you like I can't I can be the person I am which you say you love but like I can't I can't change my situation I'm not going to do that I'm not going to break off things with my primary partner so that you could be my primary that's shitty I'm never going to do that and just to accommodate what he thinks the relationship is supposed to look like Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. You can find someone for vacations and meeting your family, but like, why don't you like what we're doing right now? Yeah. Like, like, this is fine. Let's do, keep doing it. Yeah. And he like could never get down with it, but it's so sad. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. I've told this story at, um, storytelling shows, mm-hmm. but I don't think we've ever talked it on the podcast. You told the story at storytelling shows. Mm-hmm. Oh I, my God. Why have I never been there? I did one in Austin too. 
And that's I'd, good. Yeah. That's real good. But there weren't, you know, it was like, well, a, yeah, well, it was okay. just a storytelling show. It wasn't yeah, like yeah. a comedy show, even though it was hilarious. The story was it's my favorite story. This is one of my, like, this is top tier life story. This is, I don't want you to be offended by this joke, but this is a, like a great, this line always gets a laugh when I tell the story. Okay, please. And I'm like, you, okay, we're going to tell the force, full story in a second, but I'm just going to give this line to Kendall for her. Um, and I'm like, oh, well, I can't have sex with you right now, but my roommate's home and my roommate has this really great quality that I love about her. She's super strong and she'll literally fuck anybody. Oh, that's and so good. The line like gets a huge laugh. Every that's time. basically what happened though. Uh-huh. Yeah. That and that was happened. the period of time when it was like, you were just like, yeah, it yeah, was like, well, whatever we lived. Yeah. That was insane. And it was a pro for me. That was the, that's the best. So tell, tell the story in your words, Kendall. What happened? That oh night? my God. Okay. So you were uh, there for the first half of the night. So no, what I was. It, I was. That was a Tuesday. We were at Boone's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, So what did it look like from your end? So, okay. So at this point in life, uh, Britt was living in my living room. Um, on a mattress on the floor. On a mattress on the floor because her bed broke while moving it in the rain. Um, <laughs> it was a rough time for all of us, honestly. And this is this was like last, last in the summertime, late summer. Um, we were both like really hitting comedy hard and like going to Mike's. So we were at... Uh, open mic um and there was an out-of-town comic there that i had never met before that i like was friends with on facebook and thought was really hot so i go up to Britt and i say hey let's do it. what should we call him let's call him ralph ralph so i was like hey that's that's ralph isn't it <laughs> she was like yeah and i was like he's really hot and she was like well we kind of already have plans to fuck so then i was like Okay, and that's, that's great. Um, I guess, I'll go. and that was basically you can sum up Britt and I's relationship that summer by that statement. Well, we already have plans to fuck, so you can't do it. And I was well, like, that doesn't mean you can't. Well, okay, yeah, but that's how it was stated. All right, and then <laughs> so at this point, Britt's dating someone else. Let's call him oh, Paul. Oh shit! Yeah, Paul's a, a good name. Paul is a good name. Paul's a perfect name, honestly. When you think about it, um, and Paul was staying at my apartment. Yeah, that night and so i walk home drunkenly like upset because i'm like well i'm fine you can't get ralph like i'm just gonna go home and i walk past paul in my living room going to my bedroom i was like you want to drink a bottle of wine he's like no i'm mad i was like why and he's like well Britt's not coming home for a while and i was like okay whatever i'm going to sleep i'm not dealing with this right now so i go and lay in bed like two hours passes i'm just watching netflix kind of waiting for Britt to get home hoping she'll drink this wine with me and she texts me and she's like, yeah, it's not working out with Ralph. Uh, do you still want him? And I was like, what? <laughs> I'm at home. And she's like, well, I can deliver him to you. Like literally says, I, I still have the text somewhere that says, I can just deliver him to you. I was like, like to my door at my house. And she's like, yeah, we're outside. I was like, yeah, bring him on in. That's fine. <laughs> let's, let's do it. I like change underwear and like get in bed and stuff. And uh so she sends him motherfucker knocks on my door and I'm like hey i'm like hey i'm kendall like we didn't meet at the bar or anything he just like was at my house all of a sudden so he comes in and like lays down on my bed and he's like what you watching i'm like parks and rec for the fourth time and he's like <laughs> good me too, yeah and i was like all right and then eventually he's like can i touch your legs and i was like whoa like, I guess. is that what happened in there yeah it was weird it was he's very respectful he's, he's like the, a sweet he's guy like, this is, and this person is like now one of my closest dearest friends um i i adore him to the ends of the earth um he was like can i touch her legs i was like yeah sure let me start messing around and stuff and it's going great and i'm so glad that i like won him for the night or whatever and 
eventually so i hear a tap on my door i'm hearing fighting from the living room with brit and paul oh, did you yeah and they're like y'all are like talking and i'm like fucking ruining my vibe right now you just delivered someone like a ups worker and now i have to like do you remember what i shit? did when i opened the door i remember yes I i'm was, getting there my, i'm getting okay. there so he, yeah so she she introduced ralph to me at my door when she opened him and and guided him to my room it was beautiful um so i'm hearing yelling from the living room and i'm like trying to get my freak on and all of a sudden i hear like a tap 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 at my door i hear the shower running and then i hear a tap 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 at my door and oh yeah i showered and ralph like looks at the door and is like we're yeah we're busy and Britt was like how's it going we're like great we're really busy right now can you please and she just like walks in and is like stark naked and we were like guess this is happening this is every every man's dream in houston at the time probably <laughs> like <laughs> like ralph gets it um have do you remember what wonderful... i said no I said, i'm gonna marry the man that's in the living room right now yeah that was what you said and it was very weird we're like we're not on the same page i think i think we're on a different level right now yeah i think you did say that which is also hilarious i did now. not marry that yeah man. you did not at all um but aren't we all gonna marry him one day it's fine Paul, love you, Paul. Shout out. And um, so we like, we end up having this like great, wonderful threesome. Britt and I had been like waiting. Like it we had, hadn't had a threesome. We hadn't yet. had a threesome together yet, and, but it was like bound to happen. It was bound to happen. Like it was time and it was really just well curated. It was a very well curated experience. Mm-hmm. And you and I have very different body types. Oh yeah. So it's just like, you're like the perfect, you know, like slender, like little girl. And I have like the big curves. Yeah. yeah. It, it, in retrospect, like, I think that Ralph is the only person that could have handled that. (laughs) I think Ralph's the only person that like, just like had the wherewithal to be like, you have to to own Britton Kendall. Like you really have to own the situation and be like, I'm doing it. Like fully dove in, really committed. It was wonderful. Took very good care of both of us. Yeah. And then, um, so that was a wonderful night. And then the next, he, he went back to his hometown the next day and uh, texted both of us and started like a group sex that we had. And we like planned for him to come back in town the next weekend. Um, and we like curated this whole weekend plan of like, okay, Friday night, Britt's going to get him and while Kendall's at work and then Kendall's going to come back and we're all going to have this great time. And then Saturday or no, we plan for you to get him during the day on Saturday. Mm-hmm. We both get him Saturday night and then I get him Sunday day, but he ended up coming a day early on Friday because oh, yeah. our show bombed because we did, that was the first night of date night. Oh. We did date night and date night was a failure. Not our fault at all, by the way. Like that was totally, we had technological issues. Yeah. It was horrible. It was so promo, sad. Promo was like, probably could have been better. Promo could have been better, but also like it would have been fine if the projector had just fucking worked. Like yeah. whatever. Greatest failure of my life. And so my sh- the show bombed and we're like at like Laugh Town's funniest finals. Like just like, womp, womp, like we're going to die here. And uh, he was like, well, I can be there. I'm texting him and he's like, I can be there in like two hours. And I was like, all right, well, okay. It's I didn't like even midnight know that's at why that point. Came early. Yeah, because I was so sad. I was like sitting like at traffic by myself. Like, well, I'm sad about everything. Yeah. And so I came early, and I just like fell in love with this man. Like, just hardcore. Like, beautiful. So we like spend the night together, and then the next day, Brick gets him, and then we do the whole thing on Saturday night. And we're like stoned as hell, sitting on our bed afterwards, and our bed. That's wonderful. Um, <laughs> sitting on my bed afterwards. It was at that time. At that point, we yeah, used to yeah, share yeah. It a lot. We did share it. Um, and so we're sitting on our bed, and he was like, "Man, I would kill for a tattoo right now." And that's exactly how it said it too. And Brett was like, "Well, I'll get a tattoo with you." And I was like, "Well, y'all can't get matching tattoos without me." Uh, 
Ralph was like, well, I'll pay for the tattoos if y'all get them for me or if, or if you get them with me. And I was like, yeah, totally. And Britt was like, yeah, totally. And so we walked to the tattoo shop and got these. We like picked out these playing cards. They all have a three of diamonds on them. There's three, three of diamonds. And uh-huh. um, we have the, their little me, flash. Me and Britt have them on our arm and Ralph has his on his leg. Um and so good luck finding it everybody yeah good luck <laughs> it's um, under a leg here you can't see it's it under, <laughs> in another city um <laughs> so yeah and we like got the tattoo artist is like what are you getting these for and we were like high as hell and we're like we're all just great friends and he's like okay sure <laughs> sure, sure great sure. <laughs> like well, remember ralph what, is like yeah ralph was like i feel like a rapper yeah that's when he, like, that's when the us. tattoo artist like was starting to think like why do you feel like a rapper? <laughs> like, you, and uh, yeah, it was it was wonderful. Ralph has an Impala that we like took. Yeah, it was wonderful. And uh, yeah, and then the I ended up seeing this guy. You ended up getting mad at me. You were like, "Well, I thought we were all doing this thing," and I was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, then, I remember getting super sensitive about you guys talking. We were so confused. Yeah, outside of the group text, yeah. and like. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I don't really have feelings for him. I like, it was just kind of like fun. If you guys have feelings for each other. But like at the time I was like furious. And I couldn't figure out why. And neither could Ralph. And we were like, what? Didn't I tell you? Didn't I like, we had like, you were in a rough place at that point of like, of like like, not being able to communicate your feelings. Yeah. Well, I said we were poly and then you were like, no, we weren't or something. And it was, Oh, you said we, I thought this was like a triad and we were like, we didn't know that at all. We thought we were just like, fucking and then you were just like i'm talking to you anymore and that was that was close to the end of our friendship i think that was like a big a big part of it that was um, a riff and now we both see him on and off like whenever he's around he's a wonderful person he's super I would, sweet if i could tell you his name i would recommend him highly like <laughs> he's sweet and caring and um just down he's just a homie he's yeah. really just a homie and he's we all really have these, accommodating we all have these matching tattoos and so all we both tell we all tell the story independently and mm-hmm. uh we were <laughs> i ran into Britt at a bar the other day and we were like talking and stuff and someone came up to me later and was like you guys have matching tattoos did is that flash <laughs> i was like oh yeah i think so i don't know i've never seen hers <laughs> 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 but if i'm not around her i'll, I'll totally i was like yeah, yeah yeah me and two comics have these tattoos we had a threesome and they're like what <laughs> i'm like yeah it's fine <laughs> i think i eventually told the tattoo artist because he did some of my work my other work and mm-hmm. i was like yeah well we got he's like yeah i know <laughs> i remember he um like i think you and i were very because this was a time when we were both hooking up with some local people yeah. and we were like, don't tell anybody, Ralph. And Ralph yeah. was like, I don't care if people know. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then eventually we were like, oh yeah, no people can know. And then, yeah. yeah and then it word got out and then all of these other local people were like panting at us. Like, wait, can I, I've literally been propositioned for another threesome with you what, because people know we had a threesome with Ralph. Oh. People are like, would y'all be down to do that? $2,000. Like, a month ago, a month ago, someone asked me if, like how, if we were friends because they wanted to do it too. Wow. Mm-hmm. Like it's a carnival ride. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. No, never. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> I mouthed to her who it was. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's, like, every person's... I think we both get off on, like, that being everyone's dream. And, and Ralph gets off on being the only one that ever had it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. But it takes a special kind of finesse. He's the only like, person. He's the only person It's that a I personality think thing. I don't think there's anybody else that could handle it. We also all have chemistry. Oh, yeah, totally. Which Individually, is not too. common. Yeah, and like I said, like, Ralph is, like, a close friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Like, I 
I adore him forever. I'll probably, he's my future ex-husband, I think. <laughs> I did a devil's with him last time. A what? A devil's threesome. What is that? Two dudes and a chick. That's what that's called? Yeah. Like, devil's, Why is it? I don't know. <laughs> that seems negative. That <laughs> paints it negatively. That's really nice, It's though. like the devil card in tarot. It's not bad. It's just like materialistic and... Kind of I feel like, like that. I don't think that's the kind of threesome that I could ever do. I think theoretically, oh, I, I love like, it. I like sucking dick way too little. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. yeah. And I, I actually had this conversation with Ralph one time and was like, you know, like, I don't, I don't know if I want, and she, he was like, yeah, like last time I did that with a girl, like she had like, she had a lot of dick in her mouth and I was like, mm, yeah, see, and, uh, <laughs> well, there's only so many places you can put it. Right. And it's like, I just don't, I'm not capable. I just really... <laughs> Not this about took a it. dirty turn. I think this is the dirtiest episode that I've ever you recorded. You put me in a room with you and said talk. <laughs> so yes, that's that's pretty much where it is. I'm so excited. Yeah, no, it's wonderful. NSFW. Also, I don't have like a lot of positive threesome things to say. Mostly. Me either. That is my most, that is probably my only successful threesome. Yeah. The last threesome I had, two threesomes ago. That's a weird statement. Um, it's just a different kind of sex, y'all. I met up with a girl on Tinder a few months ago. And uh, I guess it was like six months ago now. And she was wonderful. It was the first date I ever went on with a woman. And we went to another bar. And it was going great. And I was like, I'm going to take her home and stuff. And like, was just all about it. And she was like, well, actually, my friend is coming. Um, you should meet her. She's great. And I was like, okay, cool. And then in my head, as a girl that is not typically dating women, I was like, oh, I'm going to make a friend. No, her and this girl had dated before. And um, I'm going to make a friend. So I was like, we well, all can come back to my place if you want. And they did. And we all like started this like threesome situation. And those motherfuckers left me out of everything. They literally didn't even, oh, no. they didn't even like let me touch a boob at all. I was just like, what are you, why are y'all? What is, <laughs> okay. And I'm like reaching and like, th- I'm like, I guess I'm not doing this. And, and then they were like, they finished up or whatever. I'm still laying on the bed. Like what the fuck is going like on my phone or something. And they're like, we're going to go to Shipley's and go home, but this was fine. We should do it again. Do was what? Like, no, fuck nothing. Me. Yeah. Like that was great for y'all. I'm excited. And then they like literally went to Shipley's and then they came. I thought they were going to come back. And they, so they brought me my donut and then left. Oh, they brought no. me one donut for not fucking them. Ugh, what a terrible situation. That was probably my most negative. Yeah. That's rough. I don't have any that yeah Ralph was my most positive <laughs> whatever I'm like done I'm like over it cool oh, that was novel for like two seconds yeah not cool I know I get excited about it in theory because I love like lots of love and lots mm-hmm. of touch I think I mean I've I've had well the, okay so I said I didn't have many ex- like positive experiences yeah. with threesomes but there was a couple that I'm not really like dating, but I'm very intimate with. Mm -hmm. And so they had a threesome near me, but I really loved watching. And then they kind of like got on top and around me, but I didn't really have to do anything, but they still gave me a lot of attention. So that was got on top of, okay, I see. Okay. okay, Yeah. There was like girl, you guys can't see my hands. I'm I'm, okay. I got it. It's fine. Okay. It works (laughs) y'all. However you want to imagine it listeners at home, you can imagine it that way. I'm watching her do it and it's working. (laughs) So that was really exciting because I didn't have to do, I didn't feel a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. I just felt like me being there was enough. And so that was like a really good feeling. That's not, that's a nice see. And I think that's a, that's a part of non-monogamy that I like a lot is that I like being someone's like 
what word am I trying? Accessory partner, kind of. Yeah. Like, like that's literally fun. just for fun or yeah. for like, you know, like mm-hmm. something that a role that you fill or like even like people I know, um, that I've like not, I've like had relations with in the past that like have other partners. Like I'll send like my nude sometimes and I'm just like, I like that. It's that easy for us. Mm. Yay. This is exciting and I don't have to do anything like this is nice for you and you get still get the freedom to express yourself without having to like really like try, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it is really nice. It's nice to not... What I really have enjoyed is not having to do any emotional labor when I don't want to. Yes. You know what I mean? So I can enjoy, like, the positive parts of a relationship with someone. And then, like, if I want to do emotional labor, I can. And if I feel like it's being reciprocated healthily, then I will. Yeah. But I feel like it's never demanded of me. Yeah. Because those generally aren't the arrangements, And this is, like... And this is kind of a good segue into the next thing we're going to talk about. But um, I was seeing someone... Uh, towards the end of my like insane period last year um, that it was just I don't know the first time we like slept together I like literally didn't know what was happening and I think I've told you about this I was like he was like well do you want to come back to my house and have a beer and I was like yeah totally let's have a beer platonically and like just didn't even cross my mind because it was so insane that this person would ever want me and I was like that's that's weird okay let's yeah let's have a platonic beer how funny. And so, I have never heard the story. I'm so excited. Oh, my God. Oh, I guess I, yeah, I didn't tell you about it. I knew it, I was, it happened, but I didn't know how. Yeah, because I, I kept it a secret from you. Yeah, and he was just like, let's have a beer. I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to, yeah, that makes sense. And then he, like, put his hand on my thigh, and I was like, oh, okay, that's why I'm here at 1 a.m. on a Wednesday. Like, just didn't even, didn't even occur to me. And uh, <laughs> That's funny that it took that to click. Yeah, literally, like, oh, there's we, a got, on my thigh. Okay. we got there, yeah. Um, how funny. And we would, like so we went we went a few months and we'd see each other and like hook up and then cuddle and then like go to breakfast the next morning and like talk about things that we both were interested in and then go home and that was it we didn't go on a date we didn't talk about feelings we both cared for each other we both cuddled and like thought we were each other were amazing and like but if you asked either of us if we would date we'd probably be like no i don't want to date that person and it was like the nicest, easiest thing I've ever done. And it, no drama, drama free. There was never like we eventually stopped hooking up and stuff. But I mean, I'll, I'll run into them and like we're still great friends and like we talk. And if we ever wanted to pick that up, if we were both single, like we probably would. Like it, it's the easiest thing I've ever done in my whole life. And it's hilarious that it was like this person that I did it with. That's super sweet. Yeah. But it was like it was the same thing. It was like the it was none of the emotional labor with like all of the benefits and mm-hmm. like sex i guess yeah well i mean sometimes emotional labor is a benefit but you True, can't give but it it's... to everyone you know what yeah. I mean? yeah, yeah yeah just like some people can't have sex with everyone but it know? was but it was like an interesting thing with this person because it was like we never hit the point it's one of the only per- people i've never hit the point of like what is this what is this with? yeah it's like are we exclusive are we exclusively seeing each other like what like we just never talked about it. Yeah. Which I feel like is a weird line, especially like in today's age where people don't want to be in relationships a lot and people don't want to they really love commit. Yeah. Which it's like, okay, so why do you want me to be like someone I'm seeing now is like, we're not, we're like each other's best friend. We hang out every day, but it's like, we're not in a relationship, but we're exclusively seeing each other, but we're not in a relationship. And it's like this weird, like, so that's interesting. So yeah, you guys have decided to be exclusive, but have determined that you're not in a relationship or you just happen to be exclusive because you're spending so much time and attention together. I think it's a little bit of both. I think that if I was seeing other people, 
and like sleeping with other people, this we, me and this person would not be dating. But did you guys have a conversation where you're like, okay, we're not sleeping with other people anymore? We had a conversation of them being like, I'm not sleeping with anyone else. Oh, okay. And I was like, me either. That's kind of the same thing. A little bit. But it wasn't like, I don't want you to sleep. It like, I don't know. We don't know what would happen if one of us was like, I'm seeing, sleeping with other people. I hate that. That makes me stressed out for you. It's kind of stressful, but it's also kind of freeing because it's like tomorrow, if I decided I didn't want to do this anymore, that'd be it. Yeah. I don't not have to move stuff out. I don't have to like, yeah, there's, it's a very low stakes thing. We're both also getting out of relationships that we, and we both ended things with our previous partners, like for this thing. Mm-hmm. and um for each other for each other essentially like very like titanic-y romantic-y um that's the best thing i've ever said titanic-y romantic-y, titanic-y romantic-y. when you write a book about this love story that's what you can call it i probably will it's like one of the greatest love stories of my whole life but it is like he's monogamous entirely mm-hmm. doesn't have any interest in not being monogamous and so it's like if i want to explore a relationship with someone that's like a stake i have to take and mm-hmm. That's weird to me. Would but you call yourself like conditionally monogamous? Like you would be poly with someone that was poly or mono with someone that was mono? I don't know if I'm conditionally monogamous or if I'm conditionally poly. <laughs> I don't. I think, I don't think that I need to be poly to be happy. I don't, but I also don't think that I need to be monogamous to be happy. Mm. So it's like just based on the person and where you're at. Yeah. I think, and I, I think, um, that goes back to what we were talking about earlier too, is a lot of people, um, it's like this weird thing in the poly community that you find of people not believing in monogamy at all. People mm. believing that humans aren't capable of monogamy and that like, this isn't the way our brains are built. Okay. But it's well. like, well, kind of, it kind of is. And it's fine that we're like exploring outside of that now, but like some, there are some points in life where like you will want to explore a relationship with someone. Someone posted in a Facebook group and was like, I don't understand monogamy. Someone explain it. And I was like, you only have so much energy in a day. And if you're at a point where you have so little energy to like barely keep your head above water, probably shouldn't delve into emotional relationships with multiple people. And it's okay to be in a monogamous relationship at that point. Like if your partner is understanding, like it's fine with that. Like that's mm-hmm. fine. That's healthy. Monogamy is no, is saying that like, this is a relationship that I want to be in and I only have time to invest in you right now. And like, that's all I have time for sexually, emotionally, physically, everything. That's okay. Yeah. And if you, that changes, then your relationship either has to change or you change it and you get out of that relationship. And like, that's, I think more so than a problem with monogamy that our culture has or a problem with polyamory that our culture has is the fact that like, you don't have to be with someone forever. Like mm-hmm. relationships have different meanings and times in your life for certain things. There are people, I, there are people I've dated in the last year that like, were horrible to me and like I don't want to be with it all ever again but I like took something out of that relationship and like that's all you can do at that point there's also people that I've dated and I've like that I've stopped seeing for various reasons or the other whatever and I took so much from it's like that's why I was with that person like we're not mm-hmm. together anymore and we're both in agreement that we can't be together but we both learned so much from the situation even, even with Ralph like yeah yeah we never like he's my future ex-husband. We can never make it work. It was long distance. It's whatever. But like, I took so much from like loving him and him loving me that it doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. Like it's okay to end relationships. It's okay to not be in situations that make you unhappy. And not every relationship has to be the one that you build a life together. Exactly. That you leave your toothbrush at the house. Like mm-hmm. this escalator relationship that they talk about, which we should probably do an episode on is like so pervasive. Yeah. And I love the idea that you take 
monogamy and you remove like that pressure, like the inherent codependency that's kind of associated with it. You yeah. Know, it's like, just like, let's invest in just each other for a bit. Mm-hmm. That's not unhealthy. That's not wrong. Yeah. If there's that's... trust, there's safety, yeah. there's security, there's intimacy at a way higher level than oh, new totally. poly You don't, you, you can only stretch yourself so far. And there is such a thing in, in polyamory as stretching yourself too thin. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's okay. It's okay to not stretch yourself so thin. It's okay to invest fully in someone else. It's not wrong. And I feel like I don't, I don't kind of, I hang out with like a sex positive community way more than I hang out with like a poly community because I found a lot in the poly community that like there was a huge pressure to literally always be poly and always, and only be in poly relationships. And I'm Mm -hmm. just like, that doesn't sound human to me. And what they think polyamory looks like is different than what each individual, you know what I mean? Like poly looks different for everybody. And if that means just being with one person right now and not anybody else. It it comes up in that community as much as it comes up in monogamous communities. Like, I don't understand polyamory is poly people being like, I don't understand monogamy. And like both parties saying that your life, like your lifestyle is wrong, whether it be alternative or traditional, Mm -hmm. which is icky. And I'm just like, we're all just humans. Why don't we just all behave like humans and say that there's different ways to live? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I like, like with this person I'm seeing now, like I had over heels in love with them. Like that's that I'm okay with being monogamous in a relationship with them because I, that's what I want to invest in. That's where I want my heart. And like, I'm not dissatisfied with them because mm-hmm. that's, that's where I want to invest my time. That makes more sense. I don't understand why that would seem wrong to someone. Yeah. That's super sweet. Yeah. I love He's it. He's the sweetest. He's the best person <laughs> I've ever met. I love him. I'm glad that you, um, ruined your other relationship for it. Right. <laughs> Which is interesting because it's just like, why would, why not? Yeah. Why would and you want to be like, with someone that's not giving yeah. you your maximum happiness when you find exactly. it elsewhere? Mm-hmm. Which isn't, which I, and I wish that that didn't hurt like the other person. I wish that didn't hurt my previous relationship. Um, and it did, but at the same time, it's like, I had to do that to give myself what I needed. I don't know. It's like, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem so insane to me i guess but i also like sucks on me like it's not like i'm a nice like not definitely not the worst person in the world but yeah well i mean it happens you know yeah it's that way that like so the poly solution to that would be like well why can't you have both you know yes but the and i think like and i don't think it's inherently monogamous but like Mm -hmm. i just think that your perception of like well, there may be someone that makes me happier than the person I'm with yeah. right now. Yeah. That's something that's not as well accepted in the monogamous culture. Totally. You know what I mean? Totally. And mm-hmm. so your ability to accept that may look kind of rough from the outside, mm-hmm. but you're still just doing what makes you the happiest. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So it's super sweet. Yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting way to look at it. That's a good way to end on yeah. that beautiful note. Uh, I'm going to make a couple announcements because I really want you guys to come to my shows in person. If you live in Houston, if you don't live in Houston, go ahead and fly down. Um, we're up. We're up. I have some South American <laughs> listeners. Yeah, wherever you are. Um, so on Tuesday, August 29th, there's a live recording of this podcast. And comedian Catherine Way, who is polyamorous, will be a guest so we're interviewing her and she'll be doing some stand-up and I'll be doing some stand-up, which I hardly ever do anymore. So come out. It's at Rec Room and it's on August 29th at 8 p.m. This will also be in the description of the podcast. And there's also a really big show coming up in September. Oh, it's your birthday. It's my birthday show. I'm doing a Sell Your Body on September 9th, which is the day before my birthday. There's going to be birthday cake. The theme is Down the Rabbit Hole. 
So there's a lot of like Alice in Wonderland. Oh, classic. Yeah, I'm so fucking psyched. Are you going to give everybody LSD in the audience? No, but if someone wants to bring some, I can't stop you. Um, and there's going to be... also can't endorse that legally. Polly wants a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Polly wants a podcast does not endorse illegal drug use. Um, but you'll probably get arrested if you get caught. So there's something. Have fun. Yeah. Good luck, everybody. Uh, And there's a lot of like psychedelic vendors. We're going to have like someone that's selling like bath salts, not the drug kind. Uh, Oh, I totally, I was like, wow, that you've taken this joke very far. (laughs) (laughs) They're just like psychedelic in aesthetic not in practice. Um, so September 9th at 10 PM at rec room, please come to my birthday show and come to a live podcast because I get to meet you and talk to you. Um, and it's in the bar area. We do a live Q and a, so we ask questions, we give relationship advice, um, which I don't recommend that you take, but Does everyone kiss at the end. We can, if you want. Um, and that's, you have to sign a permission slip. <laughs> yeah. Sign this waiver. <laughs> I'm about to give you something. <laughs> well, I want a podcast that does not endorse. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, and I think that's it for shows. Um, keep listening. Please share with your poly friends. I've had a lot of um, international listeners. Don't share with Kendall's mom. Uh, <laughs> or like the She's last cool. podcast I did. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's an episode of Relationship, which is hosted by Stacey Daniels, um, where, yeah, shit went weird. Yeah. But you guys should listen to Relationship. It's a good podcast. Um, all the Mockingbird Network podcasts are great. So thank you to the Mockingbird Network for hosting us. Thank you to the Houston Polyamorous Organization for sponsoring us. And thank you to Jay Walker Coaching for providing us with services. Um, and leave us a review on iTunes. I keep forgetting to ask you guys that. Apparently that's like the most important podcast thing. Yeah, it's like free and shit. Yeah. Everyone with an iPhone just has it. So please do that. Um, and pretend that I ask you every episode so that you're like, oh, okay, fine. I'll do it. Stop bothering me. (laughs) Um, Because I hate asking you to do stuff. But I really want the support and I want to know you guys and I want to get feedback. You can email us at polywannapodcast at gmail.com. And it's spelled like wanna, like W-A-N-N-A, not want a. So polywannapodcast.gmail.com. If you want to ask questions or tell stories, we'll talk to you on the show. All right, guys. I love you. Bye. Bye. Mockingbird Network.